Hey everyone, welcome back to D&D Sports Radio. I am Joseph Ross. And I am Benjamin Sally. And we are robots. No, we're not robots, we're humans. We're doing a podcast. And this podcast is about combat. Specifically the combat element of any D&D game. And it's a basic, we don't go too crazy. Mm -hmm. And we talk about it in the podcast because you can... This can spiral out of control really easy, because <laughs> yeah. it covers a lot. So, this is just the nitty-gritty. I am the Dungeon Master. Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeon Master. Master. Dun- Dungeons and Hey, Joe. What's up? All right. Today we're doing... It's really echo in here. Can you hear it? Yeah. Oh, well, whatever. It's like that. So today... Just pretend we have reverb on. <laughs> we do have reverb on. So today we're going to do combat. But a basic... Just a real simple version of what to expect when combat situations what to expect when we're expecting yeah so no. how, what you're talking about if you're pregnant no oh so there's a lot to expect there this is less stuff okay but probably more rules more rules but less morning sickness yeah we're just gonna yes we're gonna keep this <laughs> we're gonna keep this to the to the just the basic nuts and bolts because we, we realized when we were looking at this that you could, it could just sort of spin out of control. It is. We, we'll mention what you can do, but then we'll go into depth on it later. Yeah, because there's a, the, the, probably a good chunk of the book's dedicated to the stuff you can do yeah. in combat. Right. So we're just going to, we're going to keep this to the, to the basics. Right. So I've got this silly sheet I made a while back that we were looking it's at. It's actually really cool. We'll post a link to it. Okay, it could change. We'll see. Well, it'll it'll. it'll I made this. I made this. This is a little combat sort of flowchart I made for my players, but I haven't given it to them yet. I feel like they're level two. They should be level three soon. Are you waiting till Christmas? Nah, I kind of want them <laughs> to just get a little more comfortable with okay. just the basics of the game, and then this this will kind of give give them. Hopefully the some ideas like oh I can do this and this just to have it in front of them just to kind of spur them on just drop it in there yeah just give it and give it to them but but anyway so Christmas is close you could give it to I don't really want, I really want you to give it to him for Christmas for some reason oh I can I can make that happen <laughs> okay so combat describe it your Go. your DM will say. Roll initiative. Yeah, because up to that point, it's sort of a... Wait, actually before that, something happens before that even. You got to determine... Did you, yeah. Is there is, is, is some sort of surprise happening? Yeah, but so I guess what, I would, what, what I'm kind of badly trying to pull out of you is that before that, you're probably just walking around, everyone's sort of having a big group chat 
about what you're they're doing. Or maybe you're sneaking up Exploring on towns and yeah. yada, yada, yada. There could be an infinite amount of possibilities before yeah, combat happens. Yeah, but at happens. some point, a combat situation happens. Yes. And that's where D&D, and honestly, like a, a lot of other role-playing games, get a little more rule-centric and a little more... What's the word I'm looking for? Board gameish is Board what game-ish, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like oh, it snaps in. You know, suddenly you could be you, you could be talking about. It's my favorite thing to just tell them to do. Your D and your D. Yeah. I'm just saying like you're eating these blue, fruit corn chips, and then boom, this happens, and suddenly you're more like in a in a board game type environment. Mm-hmm. But again, the cool part is there's like probably way more options than there are in a board game. But they all have rules. Yes. So, so at some point you will, like you said, you're going to either, like I like to sort of figure out where they are in the room without giving away that they might or might not be in a combat situation. Like the manual describes that as like established positions, just sort of vaguely. Yes, you're in this room. So everyone knows where, where are you all. Like, where so, you are know are you? Where you're, so you know where the players are. You know where the 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 monsters are, and then next would be yeah, you de- wanna, determining surprise. Right. Are they stealthing around? Are are the monsters stealthing around? Mm-hmm. Are you listening in? Are you having an argument? Whatever's going on. Anyways, all that to say, your DM will say, "Roll initiative," and that is. I think for most people, officially, in their heads, what separates combat from the rest of the game. Yes. So I mean, will, I've, got, I've got players that, like, this is the part of the game they want to get to. <laughs> always. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you roll a d20. The monsters roll a d20. You add yep. your dexterity to it. Yeah. Which... Which on your sheet, your character sheet will be your initiative. Yeah, it'll say initiative. And I mean, it's not straight up your dexterity. Like, there's modifiers for different. There, yes, yes. Different kinds of characters. So, for the for the most part, is that the one you were That's saying the one. a lot? That's the word when or the podcast, phrase. Yeah, Joe kept saying that on podcast, and he realized afterwards that he's making himself crazy, for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll you'll want to stick to your. You know, whatever is your initiative, which will be... Usually it's a plus, sometimes it's yeah. a minus. Yeah. Actually, this is the most common minus situation I feel like that players will encounter. Yeah? On their D20 rolls. Okay. I don't I, know. I think it's pretty rare in a lot of other... Like, it, most people are I don't know. at I, least I, zeroed out. My character is like a... If it comes to, like, intelligence checks, he's dumb, so... How, like how it's minus like he is he? Minus two, minus one. I feel like that's less common than a negative initiative number. <laughs> I've never seen a negative initiative number. We have, we've got I've got two players with a negative initiative number. Really? Yeah. What are they doing? Being loud? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you roll your initiative number, uh, and then we did that basically determines like when your turn is um and, and the then, D- dm's gonna roll initiatives for baddies yeah 
and then all the players roll for theirs. And then basically your that determines your turn order. So what turn will you go in? And in combat, each turn is six seconds long. Yeah. It's almost so you like, gotta think about. How, I mean, it's it's like moving fast, right? Yeah, it's almost like you're. Um, I mean, it's it's literally just an order, like a straight up. You're next, then you, then the monster, then you, then the monster, then you, then you, and you know, it. At that point, it doesn't really change for the rest of combat until someone dies. Yes. Usually the monsters. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Players die too. We'll talk yeah. about that a minute for a second. Yeah. Um, okay. So basically, like on a turn, you can do. I guess what's the best way to sum this up? You can move. You can do an action. You can do an activity. What you're gonna do? You can do a bonus action. I'll tell you what I got on my little sheet here. Okay. I got movement. Mm-hmm. Interaction. Okay. Which that's like doing the stuff. Drawing a sword, opening a door, things that, that are yeah. That's what I when, I when I'm saying activity, I guess. Yeah. That's okay. What, yeah, that's what that means. Then your main action, which is the more traditional, I cut him with my sword. Yes. You know, start. That's like your. That's like the main thing you're going to imagine when you think of action. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to have bonus actions, which are a little less common, and they're more. They tend to be more character type specific. Okay. And not every character is going to have a bonus action. Right. Um, and then you're going to have a reaction. Yes. And any of those movement, action, activity, bonus action, any of those can trigger potentially a reaction. Yeah. And Joe and I were discussing this a little bit too. Um, you know, movement, interactions, main actions are very interchangeable. That those, when it's your turn, you don't have to do any one of those three things in a set order. Right. We were kind of discussing whether there's been scenarios where a player's wanted to do a bonus action before their main action, whether... Like, I'd almost let that happen. I think it's up to you. It's up to the DM. If it makes so sense just, in the game. If, you're, if you have that question, just, just ask the DM. Just ask the DM if you yeah. can. I bet there's official rule on this. There probably is. I'm not sure. But and the I DM will know. Don't Either care. way, yeah. Yeah, you as a DM don't care. The DM that they're yeah. playing with may not care, but yeah, just ask. So, so we're we're sort of in this. You know, every player's going in this circular order, and it just repeats at the end. And within that order, each player gets to do these things right. when it's their turn. Yeah. So you're going to have a movement. Movement and- is what? I mean, it seems really dumb, but what? <laughs> Sorry, it's not dumb, but. They might be curious as to what movement means. Well, I mean, it's this is probably one of those scenarios. It's exactly what you're imagining. <laughs> yeah, moving. <laughs> you're moving. Yeah, and, this and is there's that, and that, that's a we'll get into a podcast about movement. Uh, yeah, we're not going to go too. Climbing, we're we're not going to go too into the specifics on this, but your movement number represents how many feet you can move mm-hmm. on a turn mm-hmm. yeah. in combat. Yeah, which is usually thirty feet, kind of the average. Uh, yeah, that's and right. That, that number can be a little different for yeah. different players. It's and it'll change. It could change based on what the terrain is. It could mm-hmm. change based on how much uh, that player can see. Uh, it may change if you decide you want to climb something or descend something or whatever. Yeah, climbing up rubble is going to slow you down. Mm-hmm. And there's there's rules for all that. There's rules we'll talk for about all that, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So you can move. 
Um, and then let's let's get into the meaty one: actions. What what actions can you do? Are you talking about the like punch fight kind of stuff? Let's just go. Let's 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 bullet point them, and then we'll hit them with some of the easier ones real quickly. Go for it. Okay, I got a list too. All right, so we'll see if your list is the same as my list. Okay, it should be. You can attack. Yeah. So that's like you could do like a ranged attack, or you can do a melee attack. Melee yeah. just means like it's hand to hand combat. Yeah, this is your bread and butter. Yes, this is action. what most people think of. I think when you think mm-hmm. like I'm I'm in a fight, I'm gonna attack someone. It's it's the thing that like <coughs> as Joe, you've probably heard Jonah discuss a lot. It's the, it's the thing I'm trying to snap my players out of always doing. Okay. They have so many other things. <laughs> I want them. To... So if you're a new player, know that you can do other things. Yeah. Uh. I have cast a spell. Yep. I have a feeling your list is in the same order as okay. mine now. <laughs> dash. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's exactly okay. the same order. So let's hit that one real quick. Uh, dash, you can move um, up to your maximum speed additional yeah, so to say, your normal Say your movement's movement. 30. Instead of, I'm going to go punch this thing, you say, I'm going to dash, which means you're essentially adding your movement again yes so you're running you're 60 it, feet yeah. on your turn instead of 30 but you're not going to be able to do anything else as right. far as like an attack yeah type yeah disengage mm-hmm. basically yeah. you're breaking away from hand-to-hand combat yeah. from like another and you gotta announce this yes you say i'm, I'm disengaging yeah it's an active thing on your part yes dodging um, basically, real quickly, that just uh, any monsters that attack you are at disadvantage, so they would be rolling twice and taking the lesser of the two. Yeah. So, For, so, so say oh. like big giant creature. Yes. You know, if he hits you, you're going down to zero hit points. Blah blah blah. You go. Okay, I'm going to take the dodge action instead of try to fight this thing. Yeah. And that's just going to help you survive that encounter and maybe get out of the way. Yeah. First aid, um, that's, I, I'm not going to, the rule The rule is pretty simple, but basically you're just going to help stabilize um, another creature. And most most of the time it's going to be someone in your own party. Oh, dude, I need to add that to mine. Okay. Mine doesn't have first aid on okay. it. Yeah, it's a DC 10 medicine check. Hmm. Um, two weapon attack. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> what do you say it is? That would just be a normal attack. It's, a, it's an attack with a bonus action. Um, basically. So yours might have bonus actions folded in. Mm-hmm. Some of, yeah, for the normal ones. Um, help. Uh, another creature gets advantage on an ability check or a melee attack if you're within reach of the target. Yeah, so that's a good one. Five feet. That's a good one. Ready. So readying an action, I think that one's one that, uh, in terms of like, the alternate actions or things you don't think about a whole lot. Those that one actually I see quite a bit. It's a cool. It's a cool one. Yeah. So what what does what does that mean? Just kind of it's, briefly. You. I mean, this is almost something you. So you're you're telling. This is something you're communicating directly to the DM. Almost. Uh, it's it's a really meta game situation. You say I'm going to do this when this happens, mm-hmm. and doing that takes up your action. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it could be anything. Yeah, cool. it's it's lots of things. So, 
it's kind of cool. Like you're ready in action. Um, and then there's some other ones that, uh, gosh, they have their own rules, and we can we'll get into each of these. There's hiding, there's shoving, uh, grappling, yep, searching, using an object, and also escra- escaping a grapple. Mm-hmm. But okay, well, yeah. Oh, I do have I have stabilize. I've just got different wording. Just, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about I guess the two like like the main ones, um, or do you think we've covered those enough? Yeah, those are the two. Those are the two sort of key things that'll almost always happen in combat. You've you've also got interactions which are they're a little more basic. It's like unsheathing a sword, and those don't count against you as a main action, but it's something that, like, reasonably you're going to be able to do this as a functioning person right. without, you know, falling over. It's like <laughs> opening a door. Like, yes. Not a locked a door, but opening a door, you know, picking up an, unintended, an unattended item, Dismounting a horse. That's all stuff that would count as an interaction and not your main action. It's just sort of a little flare, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Your DM might say, like, if it's something like really involved, like I'm gonna I wanna pick a lock, that might yeah. be your full on action. Totally. But yeah. Just think about it in terms of six seconds. I think mm-hmm. that always helps out. Like can can this all happen in a six second time frame? Yeah. You're gonna put like I love I don't know why this is something that they list in Pull the hood of your cloak up. Yes. Because, <laughs> you know, you get so much sneakier with the hood of your cloak up. Oh, yeah. Up. Well, you look cooler, too. Like, so if you're going into a fight, you want to pull your hood up. Yeah. I think. You look a little more intense. Yeah, there's always a little more chance, though, that the local, you know, law enforcement will find you more suspicious. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. And then... Um, you sort of mentioned bonus action, yeah. but it's... Bonus action is probably, I don't want to say least common, but it's not, every character type doesn't get a bonus action. Yeah. So probably the most famous that you see right off the bat would be the rogue gets a sneak attack. Mm-hmm. And in certain situations where the rogue can be sneaky, which is dimly lit rooms, mm-hmm. not in the bright sunlight, they get an extra little stabby stab thing they can do after their main attack, assuming the opponent is right next to them. Right. You know, you can't go shoot somebody 30 feet away and then run over and surprise stab them. Like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right. But, you know, different, different character types and different backgrounds and classes allow, certain of them allow for bonus actions. The monk gets a pretty rad one mm-hmm. that actually gets more and more rad later but yeah you might see things like you know, go into a rage but I think, yeah i think one of the easiest things for you to do as a new player would be to look over at the right hand side of your sheet and see if there's you know if you if you most of the time you'll list those there like what are those bonus actions you can do and one of the things you can do i think to be conscious of the game and the people you're playing with is to it, it it's hard to like not pay attention to what's going on in a game, right? Because like there's you know especially if you're in a fight, you're like ooh what's gonna happen da da da. But if you can be a little courteous and just take a 
take a second to think about what you want to do when it gets to be your turn or what are a couple of options for you to do when it gets to your turn. That'll really help with the flow of the game instead of it getting to your turn and you're going, uh, I don't know. What should I do? <laughs> you're being skipped. <laughs> <laughs> and your turn's over. You waited too long. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into um, the actual attack part. Right? Yeah. So Do you want to cover reaction last? Yeah, I think so. I think because yeah. it, it's kind of complex and, and I don't... I don't know if it'll get into too much of a thing. So I think the first thing you do is like, if you're attacking, you find out, did it hit? Did it hit? Mm-hmm. So you're going to roll what? A D20? Yeah. Your, your, your main attack involves all those stats for the spells and mm-hmm. your weapon stats, all that jazz. And yeah, that's, that's its own little sub bubble of activity. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's where you start getting into this stuff. Where you go, I'm gonna, let's say, like you said earlier, I'm gonna shoot Buzzo the clone over there with yeah. an arrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you roll your d20, you add up all the junk. Mm-hmm. Does it hit? Does it not hit? Yep. Hit points. Yep. All find that, out what the damage is. Find out what the damage is. Uh, and just just for quick reference, uh, if you roll a one, it's a miss. It's automatically a miss. If you roll a 20, it's a critical hit. And that means you get to double your dice roll on your hit. But that's we'll get into that later. And then lastly, well, lastly in terms of the attack, you figure out the damage. Mm-hmm. And that's for the creatures that you're fighting or you as well. So <laughs> you can cause damage. You can become unstable or unconscious or you could die yeah how do you die you know that one offhand by dying like what like what's an, <laughs> what's an auto death oh okay so this actually came up okay weirdly enough so i ran a little short mini game for over over um took a little trip visited my family back in louisiana and i ran a little game for my brother his teenage son, my brother-in-law, and his teenage son. Okay. And then uh, one of my one of my nieces played for a little bit, but she got bored because my girlfriend was face painting the other kids, <laughs> and that just seemed way more exciting. I think. <laughs> but so of course they're teenagers, and they were just I'm gonna run in and not think about anything I'm doing. Um. No offense, guys. <laughs> but, so they, they go flying in, and my nephew, my brother's kid, was down to five hit points, and it was a bugbear, and I think his morning star could, essentially the damage on that thing, if he rolled it straight up and totally statted out on it, was more than his hit points, that will kill you. Yeah. So your hit points plus your maximum hit points, like whatever hit points you have left plus your maximum hit points. So just like real easy math. If you have five hit points left and your maximum hit points are 10 and you receive 15 damage, you did. Mm-hmm. You were dead. And so that happened. Yeah, it's pretty, it's good, it's good to have a tough, 
it's like a rough uh, first experience with those oh, they, they were having they were having some they were still, they, they were still this awesome. was like the last baddie they were up against okay they were having fun like, no no they they were loving it they ran in there and he just he played my niece's character for like the last little bit there <laughs> okay cool well that's ba- that's like the basic of combat but let's get in let's talk about like one thing so we, we mentioned before a movement or an activity or an action or a bonus action can trigger a reaction mm-hmm. and can, walk me through that like what's a reaction and how does it work well, my thing just closed and I can't get it open again. <laughs> okay, so why. like a re- that's an exclamation point. I don't know if that. No, that's fine. Like a reaction can be Weird. a like a readied action, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it could also be um, an opportunity attack um, if a creature like goes out of your reach, right? So yeah, reactions tend to be they tend to fall under certain scenarios. They're not an always thing. Mm-hmm. They're like, if this and this happens, you get a reaction. Yeah. So the, I think the official term for that, what I was just describing, is called a, an attack of opportunity or an opportunity attack, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. And I think definitely the most common. Yeah, that's the one you see the most. So if you're, let's say I, I'm within five feet of Ben, I'm fighting Ben, and I decide I want to move out of the way, Ben will get an attack of opportunity on me because I'm like getting out of there. Unless I'm... Doing what? A disengage. Which you would have had to have said exactly. beforehand. Exactly. Yeah. When your action was happening. Yeah, and I wouldn't have been able to fight Ben on that on that turn either. I would have just only been able to disengage. There is no disengaging for me. It's just a <laughs> rolling bad relationship. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, golly. Okay. <laughs> what else we got on this? I mean, I think that's... That's the nitty gritty of it. I think that's as, as in depth as I'd like to go on this. Yeah, particular we we kind of discussed episode. this and like our previous podcast about was it character sheets where it spiral out of control and we redid it. That one, that one, no one will ever hear that. We were that too episode. tired we're, for starters. We were sleepy. That was the first mistake. Yeah, we were sleepy mm-hmm. and we just we we lost thread of the thing. <laughs> it just we, we went into way too much detail <laughs> yeah. on each piece. Yeah. So we want these to be pretty basic, and then if you want to dive into the next level, those will be separated out instead of being like a four-hour-long podcast. Yeah, we'll we'll cover like with the main actions. We'll start getting into all those things like grappled. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Like real, you know, how, how can that? How does that actually function? We'll get into that later. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole. Or if a monster is beside like a cliff edge and you want to push him off, can mm-hmm. you do that? Yes, like. The rogues, she's like, she looks over and she sees the monster beside the cliff. She wants to sneak up and push him off. That's something you can do. And there's rules around that, which I think makes D&D cooler mm-hmm. than any other board Shove. game I've ever played. Yeah. Shove around. I don't want to talk like that when I'm talking about shoving. Yeah. So we're drinking a little cocoa porter tonight. From yeah, tonight six. Yeah, tonight is... Uh, Local Lexington, Kentucky beer. Yeah, West jo- Joe and I's hometown at this point. Yeah. Uh, and they're just actually, down the does road. Does that count as hometown? Is that where you, if that's where you live? I've lived there longer. I'm from Ashland, Kentucky, originally, and uh, but when, I've lived in Lexington longer than I lived there. When does it become your hometown? Is that just where you grew up when you were a kid? I think so. I think that's technically your. I don't know. <laughs> it's where your home is, right? That would make the most sense. Yeah, because I grew up in Louisiana, but 
I lived in Rochester, New York before that till I was like six. So is that my hometown? I don't know. I spent most time in Louisiana. I don't know. I think I've always said like Ashland's my hometown. Because it's where I was born. Is it wherever and lived there for? It's wherever your parents took care of you. Twenty years, I guess. <laughs> wherever your parents took care of you is where your hometown is. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, back when life was like being a dog, we were just really worried about things that didn't matter, and you were getting fed for no reason, yeah. just for being alive. Man, those are the good old days. They were. Gosh, so much more stress now. But you can find respite in things like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Played a lot of have you played King of Tokyo before? No. We played that a lot this what is weekend. That? It's really It's like a gangster game. <laughs> I wish. No. It's kinda like think about Rampage. Remember that video game, Rampage mm-hmm. with all the giant monsters? <clears throat> um it's like that in a board game format, but like Yahtzee with cards. <laughs> Like Yahtzee, so you had me until you said Yahtzee. Well, you, the, all the cra- like all the best parts of Yahtzee, which are just <laughs> the excitement of no, uh, not knowing what the dice will be, um, and there's five of them. That's that's the only parts of it that are the same as Man, Yahtzee. I don't like Yahtzee. Well, it's it could just be the name. I don't like. <laughs> you don't ever exclaim Yahtzee anytime something awesome happens. No, I don't. Why? I just picture. Like, for some reason, it's like, if you're playing, and so I was like, you're a 70s family. Okay. I don't know why. Because <laughs> the, the box still looks 70s-ish. Yeah, like, where everyone has serial killer glasses, like yeah. those big, giant, metal-rimmed yeah. glasses. My stepdad had those when my yeah. mom met him. Yeah, they have those on. changed him. Almost everyone's wearing a rugby shirt. Not like a brand. Where did you grow up? Like a, not a branded rugby shirt, but like... <laughs> You know, like a long sleeve polo shirt, but instead of like the the collar being whatever the polo shirt color is, it's like white. They're all white or off white. That's what I mean. It's like a polo shirt. Well, like a long sleeve polo shirt with a white collar. Is that what it becomes a rugby rugby shirt? That was the style. Yeah, it was called rugby shirt back in the nineties. See, this is where I think you're (laughs) being close enough to a big city might have made some difference there <laughs> but that that wasn't happening where i lived i'm checking myself to make sure i'm not that could no, have been like that's a, t- I, I, an 100 believe that's a thing <laughs> it just it might have shown up in pineville alexandria yeah a decade later <laughs> no but king of tokyo is awesome you should check it out it uh it's like if you want to play uh an action board game for about 20 minutes 30 minutes at most it's a really sweet game. God, it sounds like a gangster game where you're playing like. Now you just all you're doing is like you either try to get Japanese vic- gangsters. Yeah, you're trying to get a certain number of points or kill all the other monsters. It sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. There's cards you can power up your monster with. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that's cool. But other than that, gosh, I guess what last week was Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we took a big break. Mm-hmm. We took a break from working on the on the donut, donut shop. shop. I went to Louisiana to visit my family the week before that. We were both, yeah, we had a pretty big break from working on the shop. Yeah. Yeah, you were in Louisiana. I was in Louisiana. I got, had some... Uh... Totally un- unrelated of all things. <laughs> yeah. My family lives in Alexandria, 
and my girlfriend and I drove down, went to New Orleans for an evening, had a crazy car breakdown adventure in the middle of the night where some random stranger helped me change an alternator. <laughs> I don't... You remember the stranger's name? His name was... Oh my Robert Paulson. I'm going to feel bad now. Philip. Philip. Thank yeah. you, Philip. Mm-hmm. Touched by an angel. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, Philip helped me change my alternator on my car on the side of the road. Yeah. Well, not the side of the road. Like a, like a one of those vacuum car wash places. Okay. They've got yeah. like a lot. It's a brightly lit. That's nice. We did that. Went to New Orleans for the evening. Walked around New Orleans all day. Drove up to my hometown, and then we just did a bunch of Louisiana stuff. Went on a fan boat ride. Fan boat, yeah, that's a, like yep. Saw staple. some alligators. That was cool. Our guide was kissing alligators. That just Wild sounds, alligators in the swamp. Just sounds like a terrible idea. He was speaking Cajun French. <laughs> I mean, it was it was about as cliche as you can imagine. <laughs> I went down there too. My wife had. Didn't have car troubles, but she had like a really tough time getting down there. But that's a it's that's a separate podcast. <laughs> yeah, it was like the multi tra- the travel travesties. There of, were multi failings in that <laughs> that weren't her fault necessarily. Just like a bunch yeah. of things went south, yeah. sideways. But we had some great friends get married, and I married them. That was my first time ever conducting a wedding ceremony. Yep, Joe's a Joe's a minister. Is it are friar? You a, I'm a, a friar. friar. <laughs> In the Church of the <laughs> Flying Spaghetti Monster. Yeah, F-R-Y-E-R. God. Of the Donut Flying Spaghetti Monster. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's what it was. It's on the official jo- marriage license. Joe and his dad. Friar jokes. Ross. They even get inserted in people's weddings. Official wedding documents. <laughs> <laughs> it says it's on the paper. Yeah. It was a, that was a whirlwind like visit for me. I, I didn't get to... I had the... the, the local food I ate there was at the hotel. <laughs> I was so bummed to hear about that because I had no... Like, you hear this all the time. You're like, oh, I had the best food ever. But I think that's, you know, sometimes people just say, like, you know, food was good. I had, beyond a shadow of a doubt, the greatest charbroiled oysters I've ever had in my life. Where was it at? This place called Drago's. Drago's. Yeah, it was like a weirdly disappointing looking restaurant. And I come to find out it's like a second spot they opened up. Was he a so, horse lord? So I'm assuming the was first Drago, one was like cooler. Isn't Drago and, a horse lord? In Game of Thrones he is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he also makes great charbroiled oysters. That was the unknown fact from Game of Thrones is that oh you my, never got to oh see him Joe, cooking oysters like, no in kidding. the background. These these were, if everything else unbeknownst to me, before that was a five on a scale mm-hmm. of one to ten, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize it, mm-hmm. these were a ten. Okay. They were twice as good as anything I'd had before. Do you think Daenerys... I was literally eating one, and then I'd stop and tell my girlfriend, I don't understand how these are so good. <laughs> then I'd keep eating them, and then I'd stop and I'd say that again. I still don't understand how they were so good. You found out at the end they were chicken strips. They were definitely <laughs> not chicken strips. No. Do you the, think the restaurant itself is super weird? It's in like it's like one of those attached restaurants to a hotel. Yeah. But this is their second spot, so okay. I'm assuming they were like That must be a trend open. because whatever I had I had crab cakes at this at the hotel restaurant, but it was kind of attached to the to the hotel. And yeah. they were fantastic. I think what ha- what's happening in New Orleans 
as in most towns, it's just like a bullshit restaurant. Yeah. Like a joke place. Yeah. And you're just like, Ugh, gross. What was that pizza place over at Godfather Pizza? Uh, oh, yeah, it was a Godfather's yeah. Pizza. Yeah. I didn't even think those are still open. I didn't either. Anyways. But, so this was like that. Attached to the Hilton. Okay. I still can't believe how good it was. The restaurant itself is super weird. So it's like you walked in the front and it looked like it was it was like a repurposed Chuck E. Cheese almost. <laughs> it was just kind of like weird and awkwardly shaped. Uh-huh. But like if you went a little further in, you could see some like nice appointments. But it was just like maybe weirdly too big. Right. I, I don't know. I'm describing it terribly. The staff was awesome. They were well, like that's really George R. R. Martin cut that out because that's that's really the change you see when. Daenerys if I gets had a war, there's with, like head smashing in the face with right Drago now for your dad. And she's like, that. I don't want to be with Drago. This guy's like, he's like not wearing a shirt. He's he's running around all over the place. He's violent. And then all of a sudden, she tastes his charcoal oysters, and she's like, Oh my gosh, I love this man because that's how good they were, right? And then he, after he crosses the narrow sea, he he he's down there in New Orleans, cooking up some oysters. Oh, God. I died a little just now. <laughs> what would you do if you walked back there and there he was? Well, I mean, probably what's-his-face. It'd be awesome. Well, yeah. I mean, the actor. He's 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 Aquamaning now, I think. Yeah. But, I mean... Well, those were great. Everything else was... I have no idea. That's the only thing I got. I got, like... How many of them did I get? Well, I, I found out my... I got a double order, so I think I ate 30. This, this is my... My wife's stepmother, her sister, owns a timeshare down there, and apparently in New Orleans, yeah, lets people use it all the time. So we're we're gonna try to get back down there and on the cheap and eat some delicious food, and we'll check out Drago. Yeah, the food, the food, like we'll stop by the Horseford restaurant and get some charcoal oysters. You can definitely walk into some just tourist trap type places, Mm -hmm. and the food's not necessarily cheap in new orleans it's probably what you pay for like a dinner anywhere but the level of food is pretty crazy just like the general quality the quality yeah okay. the quality of like how good the food's gonna be yeah is like the bell curve is is definitely flattens out much steeper on the ends than it does anywhere else it's not as gradual. It's okay. a big, there's a big chunk of amazing yeah. restaurants there. Yeah. Well, everything I had down there was great. It was uh, delicious. It's a you couldn't like, try anything else. Well, I mean, we were, we were busy. We were having fun. I mean, I had a good time. I just, you know, had a lot of things to do. Yeah, weddings. I had a, have you had a Chick-fil-A? I had that down there. What? <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Why the, who the... Yeah, we just I because I because I picked up Kristen from the airport and we had an hour to she had to dump all of her makeup in the trash to make this plane, which ended up not being the plane that she needed anyways. But so we had to run by the mall on the way back from the airport to grab makeup, uh-huh. and then we had to drop off all the sound equipment, and we had a really short window, and the only thing that was in the mall that looked appetizing was. Chick Fil A. So while she was getting makeup, I got the Chick Fil A, so we could combine. That's so and then I disappointing. Ate it. To I me. ate it in the car on the way, on the way back. But that, everything about that is sad. 
It is. It it really and and it didn't taste any different than. That's the point of a chain. <laughs> is that wherever you go, it tastes the same. Well, they did a good job. <laughs> and not, not to not. I like Chick Fil A. I'm not. I want to take a stand and say I do enjoy Chick Fil A's food. I like their. I'm gonna drop a little something here. I have no idea what Chick Fil A tastes like. Well, that's sad. Because. Go. Well, I know. Yeah. I don't need meat anymore. Yeah, yeah. You don't eat meat. And Chick Fil A didn't exist in my hometown. And then I moved to New York, mm-hmm. like New York City. Right. There aren't a ton of Chick Fil A's in New York City. Yeah. Before I switched over. Yeah. Yeah. Well. It's delicious. It it's delicious. Did do it for health in reasons. In terms of like, it wasn't a philosophical fast. choice. <laughs> in terms of fast food fried chicken, it's pretty delicious. But yeah, what fried chicken tastes like. Yeah, just imagine that. That's their thing, right? Really juicy chicken. Yeah, they do. They do, I think they pressure fry it. Um, but that's what does enough. that mean? Uh, it's it's like exactly what you think it means. Is it's fried in a in a pressure cooker? Basically, it's like a, a frying pressure cooker. What does that do? Uh, it helps maintain the. <laughs> This is getting so odd. Hello, and now it's cooking time with Joe Ross. Um, well, I like to know these things. No, yeah, you're Joe right. Joe knows a little bit about cooking. Yeah, like, so... Way, well, way more than I know. What that does, ultimately... I mean, it does lots of things, but what it does is um, it gives you, like, a, a juicier uh, product because uh, chicken can quickly become dry if it's overcooked. Mm-hmm. But My grandmother's uh, favorite way to make it. <laughs> oh, poor granny. Yeah. But, yeah... So it uh, it helps it helps maintain like a, a a significant amount of the moisture in the chicken. So you're getting a really delicious, juicy tasting huh. chicken. I think that's the way KFC I, that's does. That's weird that too. that is something that they can pull off in a chain fast food situation. It's a beast. It's a beast fryer. I've said I had a buddy that worked at one and kind of dropping like hundred of them in at once, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know about a hundred, but there's quite a few in there. But, huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty wild they make that work. Yeah, pressure frying. Yeah, maybe my grandmother should have got into that. Extremely dangerous, though, obviously. But I'm Judging sure from the amount of Chick-fil-A <laughs> that blow up. There's... What a great... Like, I wish the world had... Not that I'm wishing like death and destruction, but I feel like the world would be more exciting if you'd go into a restaurant and you're like, do you think it's going to blow up while we're in here? <laughs> so if it was a D&D scenario and you walked into... Uh, Chicophilia, yeah. and you saw some pressure frying happen, and you knew there was going to be that could explode. You could ready an action, and if it started to explode, you could that would, you'd turn and run. You could dash out of there. Now, do you think that's something that can happen in six seconds? I hope so. Before an explosion, you could at least turn around so you get burned on the back on your back and on your face. Yeah, just stand by a window so you get blown out yeah. to the street. Yeah, you'd still be at disadvantage, but yeah. Well, well, Joe, I think we covered it. All right, sounds good. Well, good night, Ben. Yeah, a little bit of a little bit of combat, a little bit of food. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Night, Joe. Good night, Ben.